All right. Welcome to another episode of Share Your Story with Chad. So who I have today is actually a gentleman who played a very important part in my life. When I started working in my career, he was my first manager. And, you know, we walked into this fabulous hotel and there was this gentleman who we were handed over to and we had no idea about him. And we always used to be so scared of him at the time. It took us a while to discover him and understand who he is. And you know, we're sitting here probably 15 or even 20 years later. I don't even know how long, but uh, it's an amazing journey that we've all gone through. And I think for him, we've always been the kind of people that he's seen us grow from when we started when we were 18 year olds. So Joy Dev Tachiti, I'm going to ask him to introduce himself a bit, but he's known as a mad dad. He's a musician. He's he trains people, he mentors people, he does a lot of things, to be honest, right? And you really need to get to know Joy and speak to him to understand more. So, Joy, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself a little bit, and then I'm going to start asking you a few questions as well. Thank you, Jaden. And uh, first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. I really, um, it, it's a different, uh, it, it's a different avatar of uh, yours that I'm seeing, and I'm loving it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been, I've known you for a long, long time and I'm really, really, really happy and proud that I got to interact with the, the bunch of you, including you. And uh, so all the best and I'm loving being here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, what do I say about myself? Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm Joy and uh, um, I feel uh, if I were to talk about myself, uh, Everything that I've done in my life, everything that I've started with uh, and whatever I've done so far is all about being passionate about what I do. Um, uh, whether it's sports, being a father or, uh, or, or playing music or, you know, kind of watching movies, writing something or facilitating learning and development for, uh, uh, for, for people around me in the last 23 years. Uh, it's all always been about... Uh, I've been, in fact, I've been really, really fortunate that I've been able to utilize all that I have, all my exposure, my pursuits, my interests, my hobbies. I've been able to um, mesh them up and have had this amazing opportunity of helping people grow and helping people develop. So that's what I've uh, been doing all my life. And I've been uh, really enjoying myself along with it. So that's, uh, that's in a nutshell, uh, a little bit about myself. Thank you for that. I know there's so much more to you and there's so much to discover about you, you know, and it took me many years to discover different things about you. Uh, I remember learning the guitar from you and, you know, listening to the drums every time when you were staying above our house. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's so much to discover. All right. So tell me something. I want to know the transition into the entrepreneurial world, right, uh, was obviously something that you've done now. But what was your first job? Because I believe you were, and I, if I remember, you were always, you were a wait staff or a waiter when you started your career. So you've come a long way, but what was that like when you started your career back in the day? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, thank you for asking me a question about a job that I've always been really, really passionate about and uh, something which really was very interesting. And I was, again, very fortunate to have landed that, though I must say at that point of time, I didn't have a choice. Uh, so I was uh, a hotel management pass out uh, from Ajahn Pusa, 
and back in the day in 98 when i passed out there were only um, uh, you know two or three hotels uh, that were uh, that were there the you know the taj obroy itc and all of them right and uh, uh, there were a lot of demand uh, but the sub, uh, the supply of the jobs were less and uh, uh, let me make no bones bones about it uh, when i say that i did appear for all the interviews and 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 somehow i found myself without a job at the end of it and uh, um, and of course uh, i also know now i mean i can also say to you that uh, you know uh, it, it wasn't as if uh, it was you know i was i was this hidden gem that uh, organization didn't recognize but i feel it was also the right reasons i guess the interviews didn't go well and i also feel now when i look back that i was not really really ready about it i was not very well prepared for the interviews uh, and that is one of the reasons why i start preparing a lot of people uh, including you while you were uh, in in you know training uh, prepare people for the interviews and be ready for it but uh, when i started uh, i didn't want to be jobless I, i i wanted to pass out the hotel with a job in my hand so i went to this place called tgif uh, thank goodness it's fridays and that was the only one at that point of time in uh, delhi at vasandhyar priya and that is where i started as a waiter that was my first job uh, and uh, it was um everybody told me that if i join that place my five star hotel career is finished <clears throat> but i i really it was a revelation against all you know uh, all uh, odds i really loved the work culture i really loved the focus on customer service that they had it was it was as good if not better than any five star hotel but the most amazing thing and why it was the building block for me as a professional was the manic obsessive um attention to standards it was amazing so yeah it was and while uh, it was also the only place in town in probably in india where uh, the wait staff were encouraged to uh, connect with guests and talk and address them by their first names so it was a fun uh, uh, it was a fun event and i really really loved it awesome and for people who don't know what tgif is and i was surprised when i came here as well it's actually thank god it's fridays and it's really famous in india uh great restaurant chain it's really bubbly live and you know they've got the batches and everything so yeah it's all about customer service and after work drinks and yeah it's a pretty amazing place and like, i guess at one time learning from them how to do customer service was great for us as well even though we worked in hospitality at that time awesome so now i'd like to ask you the second part right you're shifting well, to the entrepreneurial world because you started uh you obviously train people like myself you know who started up but now you're also training people high level executives coaches uh you're training them in a very different way so why leave a high paying job and a very well settled corporate job to go into doing something yourself what was your motive behind it so i'll uh, so it wasn't actually all by design uh chetan so while i was uh, so i've been passionate about the hospitality segment and i've all my life been in lnd learning and development with hospitality and uh, um it was more i would like to say that it was more of a natural progression for me because at some point of time you know i started feeling that i'm doing the same thing over and over again right and uh, uh, i was managing learning and development i was doing the same thing over and over again <clears throat> whether it's in a unit role or a corporate role and i somehow felt that 
while working in the corporate, I was not being able to invest in myself. I was not being able to grow. And I was getting into a huge comfort zone. So the reason why I say I did not really plan it is because I made a few transitions. I made a transition in my last job. I uh, uh, spent about one and a half years and I really, um, I really was, you know, my juices weren't flowing anymore. I was not enjoying uh, it as much I thought I would, because again, it became an extension of everything that I had been doing up till then for the past 15 years. So, um, you know, I, I uh, moved out of there and I decided to give myself a break and uh, I invested in myself. I started doing some courses uh, in terms of ICF coaching, uh, uh, you know, a coaching course as a facilitator. It was very, very important. So I started doing that course from ICF USA and uh, one thing led to the other. And while I was doing it, I thought, OK, let me try my luck at, you know, kind of reaching out to corporates and let's see um, if I can get some work out of there. And it started happening. I started coaching people full time for OCLDs and MT programs for interviewers, interviewing skills uh, uh, to basically get them to be job ready, which none of the institutes, whether it's hotel management or any MBA colleges, they really don't prepare people, uh, you know, and uh, you were pretty lucky uh, to have had me. But I thought, I, let me let me use that and see where it goes. So I started doing that. A lot of work started pouring in, I, not only for hospitality, but other industries as well. <coughs> Excuse me. So I started doing work, workshops and programs in the area of coaching, leadership development, managerial effectiveness, team building, uh, you name it. And uh, so that's how organically it started building up. And then I started enjoying it. Enough latest learning was born. And I kept on uh, going in that direction. That's actually pretty awesome, to be honest. Like To say organically, it came along. Like For me, my startup was because the pandemic hit and it was just like you, I wanted to do something, but I guess I was always saying, you know, the time's not right, wait for it. But yeah, call it organic, but it came because of a reason, but that's pretty interesting. I did not know that about uh, how you did your startup, to be honest. I actually had a different version of it, but that's awesome. So then that also- I must add to this, uh, I must add to this. Huh? Uh, one thing that I also, it was also a part of a growth process for me, to be very, very honest. Uh, I never knew that I would be able to go out and meet up with the heads of organization and be able to pitch myself and be able to sell something to them. And that, that too, in this area, I always have been, like I said, with the hospitality segment. Now, I never knew that I could do that. I never knew I could go and meet up with, you know, people from Maruti or CNH or Kohler's or, or, or hospitals. So I never knew that I could do that. And when I started doing that, it was a huge uh, growth for me other ways as well. So quite enjoyed it. It was a learning process. It still is. Absolutely. And that's that's probably the best thing that I enjoy about what I'm doing now as well, because I spent so much time in an industry and now you move into something else and you're just growing every day, meeting different people, doing different things, which is not the same to what you normally do on a daily basis. So yeah, good on you for that. So then my point comes is, tell me a little bit, because you've been able to get into this world, obviously your networking skills are by far some of the best that I know, right? You, the way you build relationships and you've maintained those relationships have been very different to a lot of other people that I know. So tell me, how are you networking and how have you utilized your networking journey in all these years to creating a flatus, but also just utilizing it 
to your benefit in many different ways. How are you networking and how should somebody network now? So I really, really want to thank you for saying what you did. Before I answer that question, I want to ask you, what, uh, you, uh, what do you mean? Can you just elaborate what you just said about uh, how I go about it? And I'll give you my answer. Well, what do you mean by, you know? So what I'm saying is, you know, like you said, you, you've obviously made some amazing connections over these years in hospitality, right? And apart from just hospitality, the kind of people you met, because just getting into hospitals, like you said, and getting into other places in Maruti and all, it's not just been a straight shooting garden. You obviously had to build up connections and through people that you've known and you've kept up with. Uh, you know, like I, I would say like in terms of networking and I was having a conversation with somebody and he told me as well, he's like, it's not just about LinkedIn or giving a business card. It's about actually making that effort and keeping connections alive. So do you think you've, your, let's simplify it, your connections from all these years, have they helped you in bringing up Aflatus and actually utilizing some of those people or recommendations to actually get into some other corporations that you've been uh, dealing with at this point of time? Yes, absolutely they have. Uh, having said so, my answer about uh, my networking skills, I'm not really, really aware and I've not really quantified it. Uh, nor have I ever consciously worked towards it. What I've done over the years, and I feel uh, uh, what has really been good for me and uh, is that I value people. Uh, whatever relationship, whenever I've interacted with people at, you know, anywhere, anywhere that I've worked, I've not done it to, you know, with a, even with you guys uh, at Rajvilas or Oberoi New Delhi or, uh, you know, where, Accor hospitality, wherever I've worked, I've just been genuine. I think I've been genuine. I've been sincere. And these two things have been very, very important. So my, my passion for what I do, my genuineness towards people uh, and, and my sincerity towards enabling them, enabling them to be, uh, to grow, to use the, you know, that genuine, uh, you know, genuine, um, Sincerity, I think, has always luckily shown through with people and there, there have been connections that I've established. Honestly, Chetan, I think I'm, I consider myself to be pretty, uh, pretty bad at, uh, at, at, you know, consciously reaching out and making connections all the time. But I feel because of my work, the quality that I've delivered, the sincerity and my passion, uh, be it people like you, my subordinates, my peers, and also the bosses I've worked with, I've been blessed that they have remembered me. And there's an equity that has been built over the years, which has given me, um, has always, always given me a good, uh, you know, good platform and leverage. And uh, that has really, really helped me. And it has helped me. I've not really, fortunately, um, or unfortunately, I've, uh, I, I, one of the things that affiliated learning also taught me when I went in on the entrepreneurial venture or even before that, when I wanted to change my job, I could always pick up the phone and speak with people and they have been honest with me and that I really, really appreciate. One thing that I've had to learn as an entrepreneur is to reach out, put myself out there, which is not the most easier thing. It was, wasn't very natural for me, but that I learned along the way. And luckily I did get um, a lot of positive response and I've got a lot of work through references and word of mouth. So I consciously have never worked on it. Uh, I've just always tried my best to be genuine and sincere with people. 
And organically it's happened, right? <laughs> this is exactly my point on networking with you, right? The way you build relationships is, is key, I think. And that was a great learning for us as well. And we never valued it so much when we were younger at that point in time, because we never bothered about certain things. But as I've grown up, making that connection and building that long-term relationship, I think has really helped me move forward as well with my connections. So yeah, thank you for that. All right, let's move on to another question. Now, I've always been curious, right? Like, because you're a trainer, you're a coach, and I'm obviously not a coach, but training executives, high-level executives, you know, say even general managers or CEOs versus training somebody out of college or training us, for example, when we were 18 or whenever, there's obviously a different approach in training these kind of people, right? What what do you think is the main difference in how you treat these people and how you train these people from being 18-year-olds or fresh uni graduates to an executive who is a vice president or somebody of a big company? What Do you take a very different approach or do you see a lot of similarities in certain aspects when you're trying to develop them? So I think that's a brilliant question, first of all, uh, Chetan. Um, and, and to answer, I, I would first comment on an observation with, which said that not, you know, I'm not a coach or uh, not everybody is a coach. I believe everybody has a potential to be a coach. Everybody is. Uh, because we are forever dealing with people, managing people. Managing is what? At the end of the day, you've been in a leadership position, you've managed teams. So whenever we are around people uh, with a little bit of experience who are looking up to us, we are coaches. We, we, we do it differently. Uh, in, in, we have different styles, but all of us have the potential and all of us are coaches, first thing. Uh, secondly, uh, I think facilitating learning and development. All right? There are two words in it. Learning and development. Right? As a facilitator, uh, my job with certain segments, because, you know, in an organization or even when I'm training, there are different levels that I'm coaching or facilitating learning and development for through the workshop. There are always two elements. One is the knowledge and skill element, which is more instructional in nature. That is something I may not do. Sometimes I may do it. Sometimes I may not need to do it. I mean, mean may need to organize some subject matter experts. Case in point is in your hotel when you're doing uh, your step training there were certain knowledge and skills that you had to go through right there used to be knowledge part of it and skills part of it having said so the other part is is equally critical if not more i think it's even more critical so my job as a facilitator if my job as a coach after a point of time is obviously to enable people so everybody has the same set of knowledge and skills at the end of the day but they also have their own unique strengths and their own resources within. My job as a coach in a nutshell is to collaborate with them and to empower them. And I'm going to repeat, my job as a coach is to collaborate with them, understand their needs, their strengths, their goals, their aims, their, their, their gifts, their talents, where they want to go and help them tap into that resource and help them and empower them by supporting them, by giving them the vision, by giving them the, you know, not advice, but enabling them to see, sometimes give them that clarity where they can clearly see what they have and then go forward to achieve their goals and vision. Now, it doesn't matter whether it's an executive 
a leadership position person or somebody who's at the first rung of the corporate ladder right the fun and the satisfaction and also the long term impact comes when the person himself or herself is able to pick up their own qualities their own strengths and they get empowered they get confident about it and then start making changes or start themselves at times are not aware that they're capable of i love that i love the word empowerment here and yeah, you put it in a really good way to be honest like you're empowering them to sort of make the decision and move forward you know uh yeah and i remember us sitting in rajwadas and that was one of the things right i you were on a very small scale you were empowered to make sure the guest is happy you know on the smallest of scales but and we used yes. to do a lot more because we said oh yeah we're empowered we can do it you know versus exactly because it was something. your interpretation it was your ideas right right absolutely wow that's a good one thank you for that so what i want to know now right like when you look back at whatever you've done so far and you you made an impact on so many people and we know that for a fact whether you agree or not you you know like a lot of us and I'm sitting here I can say I know I'm someone who can definitely say that but a lot of other people how does Thank it you. you're welcome how does it feel and how do you you obviously stay you've always stayed humble like you know you don't let it get to your head but how does it feel for you as a person like what does it make you feel like man i was able to make an impact and change someone's life for the better what is what do you think about it how does it go through your mind every day that you've been able to do this um yeah it's it's very humbling uh, that you even asked me this question uh, and thank you for uh, you know sharing and saying such nice things kind things and i would like to i would like to believe i would like to feel that in 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 the last 20 20 odd years that i've been working i really would like to think that i've made some impact somewhere and it 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 feels um i feel satisfied i feel uh, uh, not satisfied in the in, in in the terms that i've kind of want to stop uh, doing that or but i i i feel like i started uh, by saying in at the start of you know this interview as well i've been lucky enough i'm a very passionate person chetan and i and i feel that whatever i do i am the kind of person who gets 100% involved in it and i don't just say cognitively i think i get 100% involved in what i do with the uh, you know with mentally physically emotionally psychologically and it and it and and what do i get out of it and at the end of the day i get that immense um satisfaction immense feeling of being able to make a difference and really at the end of the day um you know it's it, it's like making a beautiful creation it like it's like making a painting or creating a song um i'm doing it with all my honesty i've tried to do that at least in doing with doing whatever i do i've never looked at what it's going to turn out when i would be preparing people for interviews i did not know whether they're going to be cracking it or not but just to be able to see them making the transition from one step to the second step at the time when we started doing those mock interviews uh, chetan day one and by the time you ended just to see that transition is so amazing so satisfying uh the results at the end of the day don't, don't matter for me whether because i don't judge people by what they've cracked what they've achieved but to see that 
I've been instrumental in empowering people and facilitating their realization of where they can go from point A to point, uh, you know, uh, point A to point B, and do it wonderfully. Uh, if you ask me, I can't even begin to explain how important it is for me, as for my uh, uh, to validate what I'm doing, and that's all I care about, really. And I've been blessed to have uh, more people. Even yesterday, uh, you know, somebody I worked with about five years ago. Uh, at Oberoi New Delhi, they just gave he just gave me a call. Just picked up the call and gave me. He didn't even ask me for a time or you know when you would want to free. He just gave a call to me and I loved it. And he started asking me about you know some career related uh, uh, issues. And uh, I think uh, uh, I feel blessed and I feel uh, I have all the more reason to be humble about it because uh, you know why should I not be humble about it? It's an opportunity that I've got and I've I've been able to make a difference. I feel. Absolutely. And I still remember the days when we were preparing for our interviews and how you were preparing us. So, yeah. So progress that matters, right? The progression, how we were doing it. And, and a lot of those things have made an impact, which you only realize as you get older that those small, small things all sort of played a role in where we are today. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So now I want to actually ask you, how do you use your skills? Now you, you're a musician, you're a theater artist. You know, there's so many different things which, apart from just work that you do, now some way or the other, they've played a part in who you are today and also in building your business and your professional skills. How has music, theater, and the art side of your world actually played and helped you in your journey today? So the first... um... First thing is that uh, foring into theater arts, especially the last four years, doing theater, doing films and, you know, ad films, etc. all this medium. I think it is, it has given me, um, it's been a source for immense personal growth for myself. And as a facilitator, what do I what do I always share with people? I try to inspire people. I try to uh, you know I keep on talking about enabling people, right? Uh, so I really put them put my money where my mouth is, and if I wanted, to, it also helps me be a role model. First of all, uh, it helps me break through my own barriers of consciousness of things that I never you know thought I would try. At 41 years of age, I gave, in, gave, in, gave my first audition into a theater group. Uh, you know, I had only done theater in, in, in school and college. I never thought I would even make the cut for it. But amazing things happened after that. So uh, there were a lot of learnings that came along the way. I'm still learning. I'm still getting better. There are a lot of things from music, theater, uh, art forms. Uh, everything has an involvement of human beings, right? And... Um, People are the same everywhere, everywhere, every field. It's about uh, everybody's trying to, uh, you know, find purpose and meaning in what they do. And these are just instruments. How it helps me in facilitation is it gives me a wider exposure probably uh, than some other people. It, 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 I come from, when I share examples, I share examples from wider sources with personal experiences. And I think that really hits home with people. Um, also, you know, it, 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 it's really helpful as a facilitator, like, you know, as a facilitator, when you're going and connecting with people, you automatically are 
uh, people look at you, your audience looks at you at, at a pedestal. Uh, but when I share real, real, you know, real experiences with them about how I faltered, how I messed up on stage once, how I forgot my lines and still moved on and, you know, dealt with it. I think that really, really uh, uh, creates a sense of, um, you know, a reality check for people. And it also breaks down the fact a lot of times we don't try things because we assume a lot of, a lot of things about ourselves. It empowers also those experience also empowers people to, uh, you know, break it down and say, Hey, I mean, if he can do it, I can do it. Hey, I can also try new things. Uh, it's okay to kind of go out there and not make it at times. It's okay to make a mess of things. Uh, you know, success failure is a part of it. So it makes, I think I'm able to bring that richness into my facilitation through those experiences and uh, examples. And it is again for people to pick up and uh, take what they want to. Usually it is positive. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, we call it stacking your skills and then doing what you're doing now. So in many ways, you're using different skills and different viewpoints and different experiences. Uh, yeah, does really make sense. And I was surprised when he got into theater. I always knew he was a musician only. It was only one. I remember seeing your first ad film if, or one of the ads. And I was like, what's he doing in this? <laughs> I remember that. So, yeah, that was uh, that was really cool. Right. Seeing you go from being a musician and someone who's running uh, trainings and all to actually creating ad films and then theater. So that was awesome. I think I'm, I've been very, very lucky, honestly, uh, Chetan. And that's another thing that I say that if I hadn't, you know, I, I'm not a trained uh, actor. I have, it's only four years. People are NFD graduates and, uh, you know, uh, they've been doing this. They've, they've, people have made careers out of it. I just do it part-time because I like it. And to have done the body, to be able to do the body work that I've done, I think, and it's taken me a lot of self-doubt and a lot of, uh, you know, self-bashing as well. I had to get out of it. I had to come out of it. And I've been really, really lucky. But I also know for a fact that it also tells me that if I hadn't tried, I definitely wouldn't have gotten it. Okay. But if I, since I, you know, it's amazing that... Sometimes when you put yourself out there, things start happening, you know, and that's the most amazing learning I've had in the last four and a half, four, five years. Well, that really, that was probably going to be one of my next questions to you, but I think that's a great point you made because I was going to ask you, what is that one piece of wisdom that you can give to the younger generation or someone who's looking to move forward? But I guess in your, in, in exactly what you're saying, right, you need to start, everyone has self-doubts everyone is sort of stuck in a rut or everyone doesn't believe in themselves in most cases. But to your point, I guess that's probably one of the advice you can give to the younger guys, uh, right? You got to start. And once you put yourself out there, life can be so different, right? Yeah. So, so it's difficult uh, to do that at times because we're all, we all look at, we, you know, unfortunately human beings end up, most of us uh, look at, uh, uh, Nobody likes failures. You, neither do I, nor you, nobody does. And now one of the things that holds us back is, is really those assumptions that we make, which, which turn into monsters uh, and the excuses for us not putting ourselves out there, not trying new things, not uh, going out, not raising hands in a meeting when I, we have something valuable to say, but we feel, you know, maybe 
so the only advice or not advice but only observation that i have from my own personal experiences is that i've learned one thing very very clearly that if you know uh, if i try i might fail but i might also have certain successes but if i don't try and put myself out there then i will definitely fail all right so i think it's we owe it to us you know like they say if you if 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 you have to go down go down swinging and i think that's a very very important part that we need to understand but l- let me tell you another thing uh, the younger generation chetan are a lot more confident they're a lot more out there than you know uh, at least my generation could ever dream of so i don't think they need me to tell them all of this but yeah for people uh, you, you, uh, just push through your self doubt push through your self doubts that is one thing that i would like people to Uh, consider doing just take a chance on yourself at some point of time on things that you've never taken a chance on yourself everybody has their comfort zones absolutely and i think that's that's simple enough to tell people that it's all about taking that step and just going forward you know and yeah uh, hopefully people listening to this now or later are going to get that little bump and little kick and that little motivation and that's what this is all about right awesome So now tell me something else sir I always wanted to ask you right everything looks great right now you've got your career and all that but you obviously had points in your life which have been really down in terms of your career maybe or how you've done what sort of kept you moving forward because I think that's the hardest part right like I've also been in situations where I've been like wow you know I don't want to move forward life is going life is shit what the hell's happening why is it happening to me why me versus you know when i decided i was like no why me i got to move forward with it but how have you kept moving forward because you've had a lot of experiences ups and downs right it's not always been up for you as well how have you kept yourself move, moving forward is it the mindset that you changed or or were you in a different mindset before what was it that sort of kept you moving forward um brilliant question again and i would love to answer that uh, as briefly as possible from my own experiences um probably this is one thing that has always been inbuilt in me uh, and uh, yeah i've had my share of crazy downs as well and uh, yeah i i feel i've been you know chetan i've always been a person who uh, gravitates towards solution okay even if there might not be any when i feel when i've ever always whenever things have been down especially the last two years in the pandemic everything uh, went bust and i i took a lot of it up latest learning took a lot of it the business virtually was zero and you know it did hit me it did uh, hurt me and uh, the first thing that i didn't used to do earlier but i've been doing more of that a lot is to address what is happening inside of me to acknowledge if i'm feeling scared acknowledge the feelings i'm feeling hurt i'm feeling scared you know i'm feeling uh, dejected so and allow first. yeah, yeah okay. allow myself to process it because i know that's that has to be done first um thankfully all of us including me i have had a great support from family from friends so that support system has helped me but ultimately what really i feel has kept me going 
is realization that the situation that is there is there. I cannot change that. Whether I've created it in the past, whether I've been instrumental in creating that situation is all in hindsight right now. But right now, the situation is the way it is. I cannot change it. What I cannot change is my response to it. So I, you know, I just try to look for something else that will, that is, that is going to be, help me move forward because I certainly do not see myself moping over something, you know, endlessly. That is not something that really helps me. So I've been doing things which, which have either distracted me or gotten me away from that, that space. Sometimes it takes me three days or, you know, a little time to move, but I've always believed in moving. And that's the reason that last past two years, I used in a lot of investment on in myself and learning things and developing things, creating things professionally, personally in the art form, uh, you know, in the, in the art segment. Uh, uh, that is how I functioned in my life. Uh, and it's also a fact what I cannot change, I cannot write, but let me, let me figure out where is it that I can make an impact. So. Sure. That just makes so much sense, you know, and, and I think it's also the power of self-investment, as people say. Uh, it was some, and I I know this for a fact because I discovered it quite late. You know, I was just like, let me work, 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 work. But I never thought, you know, I could actually invest in myself, whether it's another skill or whether it's music or anything extra, because I was so focused on work. But the moment I started investing in myself, things just changed like this. It was the whole mindset changed. What I'm doing today changed because, you know, instead of moping and saying, why me, why this it was like, why not? Why can't I change it? You know? And that's when I made that move, things are very different. How I Correct. react. To that, okay. I'm in this position. I'm in this position. So this is where I am. It's not really, really good, but what can I do at this point? What is in my control? You know? So that's, that's a wonderful thing that you just said. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. So and sometimes when you do mm-hmm. things, it creates a kind of positive chain reaction. Not sometimes. I I believe almost all of the time when you do something positive, it creates a positive chain of events. It does, you know, and it's it's also you have to understand how you react is how the people around you react as well. You know, if you're going to be moping, if you're going to be crying and whinging all the time, people around you are going to be the same. If you're going to be a bit more forward thinking and saying, you know what, this is we are in this. Let's just find ways to move forward. People will follow you as well. It's, it's how you react. And I guess that's the biggest thing I've learned as well, right? Reacting to situations is so important in today's world, especially. Yeah. And that's what they say, you know, when, when what really, really are, uh, helps and focuses, whatever the situation, however bad the situation might be, at the end of the day, we all need to find something in which we find meaning, something in which we, which, where we find purpose. Sometimes it could be also uh, as simple as uh, it was for me. Something sometimes it was as simple as spending time with my son, you know. Absolutely, yeah, true. Just find something, and it doesn't have to be big. The thing is, what drives you and what keeps you moving forward. Awesome. So now I want to ask you a question, and <laughs> this is probably going to be something, and we've spoken about it a bit, but I've never. And I think for a lot of the other people who were in the step training program, which we were in, right? Because I remember us walking into Raj Vilas and we were so excited and all we were thinking, you know, like top three results in the world. It's going to be fabulous. You got the golf buggies there. You get to drive them and all that stuff. We had no clue, to be honest, right? What's going to happen next. But 
you were obviously given this task of taking 18 year olds developing them molding them and creating a program and i guess that was just going to evolve as it went what were your thoughts because it's it's quite a big thing in many ways to be given the responsibility to take care of people you know we were 18 yes but back home being a pilot program you were 16 and 17 as well yeah probably yeah true <laughs> uh, away from home away from parents you know completely different environment which you've never experienced before right. but it was it was a unique environment because for us we were thinking fun but for you it was probably you know you're in a professional setting and that doesn't really happen that often because working at the obrai raj vilas the third best resort in the world and working with a corporation like obrais you can't for you you can't do certain things in the way we were thinking right we we again we were young kids walking in but what was your thought did you think you're going to mold us or did you think how you're going to manage us or did you take it seriously or was it just a just let it go and see how it goes like what was your thought because you were obviously i'm trying to put it in words and see you were thinking very differently right to us we were 18 year olds 17 year olds but you were a professional given a responsibility to pilot a program so what was on your mind when you heard about us coming in and seeing us walk in well i did not uh, i i was prepared for uh, for the program uh, we had gone through the cdts and we were like you know mentally we knew that it's happening and kids are coming in uh, i was curious because i think obroy hotels created a wonderful program i think it's it's the best in the world still no Absolutely. nobody else has been able to manage creating something like that or you know even even conceive something like that mm-hmm. so there's no doubt about what um really i saw my i felt responsible it was just another job for me uh, you know it was another responsibility for me and uh, uh, i wanted to really it was it was first time it was introduced in the organization and rajvilas was one of the three hotels that it started at right. and i wanted to do my best to make sure that the program launches one step at a time program launches and it goes off and i do the best in ensuring that it goes you know it it it, it takes off the best way possible and i felt a huge responsibility on my shoulder um i was not i never felt pressurized i never really felt how you know i really didn't spend too much time i was very curious about you guys you know how are they going to cope how what is going to happen so there were a lot of uh, uh, curiosity about it right. no doubts but curiosity mm. and uh, i did the best i could and i think uh, it, step training was another part of my portfolio of responsibilities and i wanted to do it to the best way possible and i did it you know i i know that i was very at times i was really anal about it and i whether it be you guys or following your schedules or not or or it uh, or or beat with the with the hods and the, even the general managers and all that and i think that it helped because uh, uh, the reason why i was so conscientious about it everybody started taking it seriously and of course you also did a great job because you also kind of really came in and you added your own flavor to it you gave the existing people who came out of uh, hotel management uh, uh, you know colleges you gave them a run for their money you improved mm-hmm. because you were picking up things so fast and so quickly you were so intelligent that they started uh, competing with you and it was a healthy 
kind of an environment that became it was a tough one mm-hmm. when you guys came in i just i just enjoyed being with you guys i just wanted to be with you guys have the balance between uh you know ensuring that you guys are disciplined ensuring that i'm taking care of you at the same time you don't feel stifled or uh, you know it doesn't you don't feel as if too much is being uh, you've been pressurized too much uh so yeah i just tried to maintain that balance and i i really really had a great bunch of kids i was lucky amazing because all we were thinking was like we got freedom now our parents are not here how can we enjoy and how can we get rid of joy and all these people so we can actually enjoy this place right uh yeah it's amazing i've i've always sort of wondered what you guys were thinking from that perspective right because i know it sounds small but it was already it was so new to the hospitality world in india in terms of that and being for corporation like obroys that had never done this before you know it, it had to be perfect like you couldn't joke around with them right so yeah that was great see honestly i'll also give mm-hmm. you a little inside scoop of it so we were all ready for what all is going to uh, going to come your way we were ready for it we knew that you are going to be you know initially it would be glamorous and then you will see yeah. uh, how hard it is the the hardships of it and we were prepared we were also prepared that some of you mm-hmm. are going to be sticking it through some of you might be uh, falling out because it happens with everybody even a hotel mm-hmm. management a uh, graduate who's done already is industry for her industry training you know it does happen a lot of not people who stick they stick uh, you know so mm-hmm. we understood that you also understood your naughtiness we understood your and at times you might have been a little uh, straight faced with you but we also used to have a smile when you used to turn around <laughs> yeah. you know a knowing smile i we knew mm-hmm. what's going on and we used to discuss it uh, at times you might have you guys might have felt that we are being uh, you know a little uh, Uh, absolutely she, we had no clue right? we but you also like, didn't yeah. you also did not realize how many times you also let you you know go past yes, and yeah. we didn't address certain things so it was we knew mm-hmm. we knew that it's not easy for you guys we knew where you were you know we knew where you were coming from so we had all of us not only myself i would give, give the credit to all the hod even the general manager we took it with a pinch of salt and a, and a sense of humor and i think that's you know uh, there was a lot of compassion going around Absolutely, and yeah, that's that's so interesting because like we never knew anything to be honest, right? And we weren't even bothered. We like again, we were young kids coming in, and all we wanted was fun, right? Cool. I'm sure you must have felt that everybody was at the end of the day. Everybody were the most protective about step only, not not just me. Absolutely, but I think to your point, we really did our part as well. Like I remember after the first year, it was the second year because we were. Sunday getting multi-skilled and we were those people who were being thrown in all departments and everywhere. Once we started realizing, and not only I but everybody was really mm-hmm. proud of you. Yeah. You know the most amazing thing was all of you spend your first year in different departments, right? Right. So you basically your first department executives felt and the department felt that they you were their babies. Mm-hmm. They, you know, you belong to their tribe. And when you would go to the other departments and do well. they them they were really really you know included they were not only me i was proud of you but even they were very proud of you because they felt like there was felt part of them going there right yeah, absolutely yes. going out was, and doing yeah. well and i think you felt that in all mm-hmm. three years it was a very very different hotel or resort that i worked at i don't think i've ever worked at a place i was so well connected with people you know it was more like a family rajwad asked why you need this to be honest yeah so i just want to ask you something you know and I, I remember seeing you dealing with conflict at Rajvilas and dealing with the HODs, and we didn't know how to because that was our first 
again, you know, you're coming into a corporate world, no idea. You're just coming from home. You don't think of these things. But in today's world, what is your advice or how do you suggest people should deal with conflict if they have to follow Joy's way of dealing with conflict today? What's the best way to deal with conflict? Because that hasn't gone, you know, whether it's online, offline, any corporations, young or old. What is that one thing they should keep in mind when you have a conflict with someone and how you should approach it according to you, at least, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's another great question. Um, conflicts will remain, conflicts will happen. And I feel conflicts are necessary as well. Sometimes conflicts uh, are healthy. Sometimes conflicts are unhealthy. I feel we need to identify those conflicts, which are healthy. I think if you, if, if you're, discussing about something we want to make a project we're working on something and they're you know different ideas uh sitting on a table there are four people uh, at that point of time if people have different points of views and different suggestions i think that kind of conflict is required it's healthy it's okay all right and it's not personal it is going towards something uh so in those cases i think one should expect it and second thing one should um uh, I feel it's it's important to um, focus on the pros and cons of what everybody is saying because I have a right and think that if I have a right to have an opinion about my ideas and my point of view, so does the other person. And uh, I think that helps. That kind of thinking helps. And uh, being patient and hearing people out is the first thing. All right. Um, sometimes there are conflicts which escalate and uh, they're not very healthy. They start as work-related or professional. They can go on to another tangent because of ego or whatever. Uh, and I think I, I also learned it. I still am learning it. But um, the best way to deal with it is sometimes in, you know, in, in a heated thing, um, to step back a bit. To step back. If and, and try to take that minute's break. And if you, if you see, my, if I see myself getting a little emotionally charged, I try to step away. And that to step away, not just walking away from the person. You know, just to take a step back and excuse yourself, tell them, okay, fine, you know, let's discuss it a little later. Right. Walking away. That is something that, what, what it does is it settles the nerves, it settles the all the emotions and, you know, believe me with a, even a pass of 15 20 minutes you come back to it it gets our voices at least tone, tones to the normal level right. we can again start talking uh, in terms of uh, dealing with conflicts uh, i think it's um, especially emails and all that just you know remove all emotions when we are writing the email just be logical and ask questions without making it sound personal or the tone should be very very careful but handling conflict is all about being also honest Two things I feel in sh being honest about what I'm feeling in personal relationships, their conflicts, what I'm feeling, what hurt me about certain things, what I am, I did not like it. And saying that, saying that in a normal tone, in a different space where the other person is also, you feel might be more receptive. I think that really not only just uh, helps in diffusing it, it sometimes also ends up making the relationship stronger. And it also sometimes removes misunderstanding because sometimes when I'm sharing it calmly and openly with people rather than keeping it inside, I also realize that the other person might not have even meaned it uh, that way or maybe not did not realize that it is what he said might impact on me uh, that way. Uh, so these are the few things that I've learned over the years and I've followed. 
makes a lot of sense. And, you know, all these things I've experienced over time and I've changed the way I deal with conflict as well. Like I used to be super aggressive at a time and then learned how to calm down and, you know, take mm. a break and all these things over time. And it's really important because conflicts can be dealt with here or they can just go up to another level. And that's it. The, the higher you make them go, the more worse you make them go, things change, right? The results change. So, yeah, cool. And there's just one more critical thing I forgot to mention, Chetan. Um, another thing which is the most difficult thing, but I've learned it now and uh, I feel I've reaped a lot of benefits. Uh, accepting that I can also make mistakes. Accepting that I can be wrong at times, even if it is the aggressive tone which with which I've address the other person and ability to acknowledge it and say sorry saying sorry or apologizing is the hardest thing for a lot of people right but it really helps solve a lot of things absolutely well said joy and i'm going to close this podcast by asking you one last question so if you were to summarize your life till now just a very simple summary and Tell me at the same time, where do you think you're heading next or what's next for Joy Dev Chatterjee? How would you put it in a quick summary? Well, that's a very difficult question, Chetan. I really, and I'll tell you, you know, the reason why it's very, very difficult is I've really not um, looked at my life like that. I've really enjoyed the ride. I'm, I'm the person who likes to enjoy the ride, to enjoy the journey. And, uh, you know, not think much about the destination. Uh, and that is really what I've done. And I think I've had a great run. I've been lucky and blessed to have had opportunities to have opportunities to grow and get better and better. As a human being, as a person and as a professional, I have had opportunities to uh, challenge my limits, physical, mental, emotional, and I have done it. And uh, I still continue to do so. So I feel I'm really, really satisfied with the relationships, with the people, with the kind of experiences I've had, uh, with the relationships I've built. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, really, really uh, adore my family. I really adore my son. And uh, uh, I feel blessed that in in, in a little way, I do feel I'm, I've been able to set a positive, uh, uh, you know, uh, role modeling for him. And uh, what do I look for the future? Um, more experiences, uh, more growth, uh, meeting more wonderful people and learning from them and uh, hopefully contributing to a lot more, adding a lot more value to people along the way. Well, awesome. That was really good. Summarizes it, what you've done and where you're heading in many ways. That's awesome. So thank you again, Joy. I think this has been a great opportunity for me because, you know, <laughs> remember 2007 walking into Raj Vilas as an 18-year-old and never thought sitting in 2021, I'm going to be having you on my podcast. Like it's uh, it's amazing, right? Like look, looking back at the experiences and where we've come today and how you've contributed to my life in many ways and how we've sort of grown together uh, over all these years. So yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. And hopefully people who are watching this, there's some inspiration they can take from this, some motivation 
to move forward. But thank you so much, Joy, and catch you again sometime. Thank you, Chetan. It's been wonderful, and thank you for having me here and asking such wonderful questions because it made me think as well. So all the best to you, and I'm really, really proud of you, and I'm really, really proud to be on your uh, podcast. Mm. And uh, thank you once again. Thank you, Joy.